Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into War Chant One on One. This is Irish Showfell, managing editor of WarChant.com, and I'm joined today by a special guest, Henry Crockett who uh, most of you know from his playing days at Florida State in the mid-1990s during the, the dynasty run. And uh, he and his brother, Zach Crockett, were key members of Florida State's uh, success in the 1990s. But also, he recently was elected vice, second vice chair of the Orange Bowl Committee, uh, which is a big deal because it means within a few years, he'll be the uh, president uh, or the chair of the Orange Bowl Committee, which is a, really a great honor. And I think, Henry, if this is right, are you, will you be the first person to have played in the Orange Bowl and actually go on to be uh, chair of the committee? Yes, I'll be the first person I actually played and to go on and chair, which is, you know, amazing. Uh, never really, really even thought of it that way, but I always had a, a, a special place in my heart for the Orange Bowl because we won our first national championship there. And I was fortunate enough to be able to play in three different national, three, three different Orange Bowl games. So it makes it all more, more special. You know, it's, uh, everything's come full circle. So you're a South Florida guy. Uh, you grew up at, uh, well, you went to Pompano Beach, Ely, which was a, you know, really a great uh, program produced, you know, your brother and also, you know, Corey Simon and other great athletes. Um, was the, was the Orange Bowl a stadium you went to as a, as a, as a, as a youth? Were you in that building much uh, growing up? But as a kid, you know, we never, we never really traveled anywhere. So we always stayed in our, um, you know, three mile radius. Right. And that's hence why I started, why my brother Zach and I started the Crockett Foundation. So we wanted to be able to get the kids to live outside of their communities because we recognize, we recognize that it was a uh, very, um, we were lacking in exposure and experiences. So that's a little plug for the foundation is to give you a background of why we do what we do. Um, but no, I never did it. Um, didn't really think about it until we got to Florida State. We knew that at that point in time, you had, you know, you know, you had the bowl coalition where they alternated championships between the Orange Bowl, Sugar Bowl, uh, Rose yes. Bowl. So, you know, we knew that we wanted to be on a New Year's Eve Day Bowl. Like that lets you know that you're at least in the top four. You know, so that was always our goal to get to the um, New Year's Day Bowls. So um, Orange Bowls happened to be a place that we call home. You know, because we was there three times, and the other two times that I was there, I registered one year. It was um, in New Orleans, and just fortunate to be able to always be in contention for a national championship at, at Florida State during the nineties. It was a, it was a great run, um, and so be, to be able to be on the other side of the Orange Bowl and understand the hospitality, how you was treated, and the, um, the, the the event that they put on was amazing for us. They always had things for us to do, and they treated us amazing. And then have an opportunity in 2012 to, um, to uh, be inducted into the, uh, to the Orange Bowl committee. 
and then to see the work that's put behind it and the passion that you know a lot of these sea level um, individuals in Broward County, Dade and Palm Beach, how much time they put into it, how much they give of themselves. You know, it was just it was amazing to see it from both sides. And it just made me want to be like, you know, how do I get in line for leadership here? You know, because um, I was, I had a very different viewpoint than most of everyone that was there, you know, or had been present or even on the committee, having been ain't played in the game. So, um, so every day I'm there, I'm thankful. And, you know, and if it forced me to think back to those games and, you know, what we was doing in those days, and especially when you're doing the hospitality, that was probably one of my funnest parts, being a hospitality chair, uh, going through my process, where you're you really make you there to make sure that the team and the staffs have everything they need, that you know that we put on a good game, we put on a good show, and and really just take care of uh, the schools, the university, and so it just like it made me really think about when I was there. So it always like reminded me, like I remember this, you know, I remember these things. Although the gifts have gotten a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they really go, we really go above and beyond to make sure the experience that each university that has the opportunity to play in the Orange Bowl, that they really get the Orange Bowl experience, so. Well, I know, you know, there's a lot of talk nationally now, especially among the teams, you know, that are not going to the prestigious bowls, that are not going to the Orange Bowl or the, um, the you know, the top bowls or the bowls that are part of the playoff, um, that, you know, kids now sometimes, you know, don't think the bowls are that important or don't aren't as passionate about it. They want to get focused on the NFL. And as I said, obviously the NFL, the Orange Bowl does a great job and it's an elite bowl. Um, but it seemed like back in the nineties, it was a huge deal. Like, I mean, what was the bowl experience like as a, as a, as a football player for say, like how much did you guys look forward to it? Um, and just, you know, are, are those some of your best memories of college? Definitely one of our best memories. Um, we would always look forward to the Orange Bowl. Like we always, that was always one of our goals. We got to get down to the Orange Bowl because we always knew that the Orange Bowl was like your roadmap to your roadmap to winning a national championship. Like a lot of back in those days, like the national championship went through those bowls. Or, you know, and you had, you know, you didn't necessarily have to be number one or number two at a time. You go there and put on a good show, put on a good performance, you still had the opportunity to be a co-national championship or, or at least be you know mentioned so um the orange bowl game was always relevant which it is still today but on uh, the magnitude of that game was just huge and like to be able to be in that game was a big deal like you wanted to be in that game like everybody wanted to be in the orange bowl and like i said like, i think it's because of the hospitality that we uh, make a priority to the to the universities, but more more importantly, like the you know the mystique and the the, uh, the ground that's been laid before us that's part of the committee now, the men that was the founding members, like the importance they put on the game, and it's always shared through the committee, and so it's embedded in what we do. But I just think that uh, we have a great leader in Eric Palms and mm -hmm. and. His attention to detail and his um, the way he expects, you know, you know, he's dealing with a lot of CEOs, but he has a great, you know, he has a great um, way of dealing with us. Um, but at the same time, his expectations 
are always what's best for Orange Bowl. And it kind of rubs down to the committee members. So, you know, we, um, like I said, we got great leadership. Um, he's probably the most influential bowl, uh, head of, head of a bowl, person that's head of a bowl throughout all the bowls. When you go, you look at the Sugar Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl, they all look to Eric Palms as like, he's the whisper, you know what I mean? <laughs> We're fortunate enough to really have someone like Eric Palms at the helm here at the Orange Bowl, and it makes our job easier. It makes us want to do uh, more and, you know, so put on our actually a great Orange Bowl for the university. So, Yeah, I've had the pleasure of uh, interacting with Eric some, and he, you know, he's one of those people like you. I mean, you can see him running a, any Fortune 500 company, super bright guy, um, and obviously has uh, done a great job with that with that bowl. Um so how did you go from, so, you, you know, you come out of college, you obviously had a decorated career, you know, tremendous success as a player. You get drafted in the NFL, play several years in the NFL, go into business and, and also your charitable endeavors, as you mentioned. So did you inquire about the Orange Bowl Committee when you first got on it or, or, or did they reach out to you and went, what did that process start? I didn't inquire about it. And the process with the Orange Bowl is you can't really inquire about it. They, we find you. <laughs> and, <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, once I got into my nonprofit work and I was doing a lot of great things in the South Florida community and um, and I started really getting known for, like, the work that I do versus, you know, the work that I used to do was playing football. <laughs> um, I had a young, I had a guy named Toshi Zaki that went to high school with me and um, he was already on the Orange Bowl and he thought I'd be a, a great addition to the Orange Bowl. So he um, met with um, some of the key members there and said he wanted to put me up for Orange Bowl. And um, so the rest is history of that. So that's how I ended up being on the Orange Bowl. And so it's just been a great ride ever since. And how many years have you been doing it now? 10 years. 10 years, wow. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, great Knowles. That, that committee, it's always, seems like it's a good mix of Canes, Knowles, and Gators. Um, you yeah. know, Sean, Sean Pittman was chair, uh, right. big Knoll. I think Les Pantene Sr. was a chair. Um, not too long ago so is is how much of that uh banter goes on between the committee members uh it's a lot of banter goes on like we especially the gators you know like i said eric palms is an amazing man oh, he just made one mistake he went to the university of florida <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of banter that goes on especially in the meetings they have a way of making things like you know especially doing we get ready for bowl week and um especially florida state is in the bowl like we give each other hard times and but it's all fun. It's all and good fun. Um, but uh, it's pretty cool to, you know, you, you have a lot of people on this. We have people from Clemson on there, you know, and, you know, Jack Silas from Notre Dame. So we have a lot of people on the Orange Bowl, Ohio State, Jesse Tyson, Ohio State. So we have a lot of people from different, you know, major programs that serves on the Orange Bowl committee, which allows for a lot of good, for a lot of uh, banter and and. and, and Um, but it's great, man. Like I said, we got, man, we got a great committee. We got a great group of guys that really, really, really care about the community. And a lot of times people don't realize, like even myself, uh, all the work that I do in the community, the Orange Bowl does, we do, we do so many things in the community. Like, you know, uh, our legacy gifts, like we, we just finished um, Mitchell Moore Park in Pompano Beach, which is special to me because that's the park I grew up on playing, wow. you know. We did, we did a park in Belglade and, you know, we have a lot of different parks and Miami Gardens have a lot of different parks right. that we're on. And it's, and it's a huge investment to the community. 
and the Carter Park in Fort, uh, off of Sunrise Boulevard in Fort Lauderdale with J Jason, uh, J.C. Carter, who ran track at Florida State, is named after his dad, you know, redid that park. And when we go into these communities and to be able to make this large investment and partner with the college playoffs to be able to make these huge investments, you know, you, you breathe life into these communities that need it. And, and then you, we turn these parks into places where families can come and enjoy watching their kids play, but it's a, a opportunity for them to have a good time and hang out and spend time and do things as a family. So that's one of the things that we're really proud of. And then, you know, our outreach that we do in the community and understanding what the need of the community is. We do a really good job at going into the communities and meeting with the, the persons that are making a lot of decisions and not coming and just trying to force our ideas, but we kind of find out what does the community need and we do our best to, to provide that from Little League football, you know, to into the elementary schools, the uh, media makeovers. So, you know, you really have to take your hat off to the committee members and Eric Palms and his staff because we really do a lot for the South Florida community in the Tri-County between Palm Beach, Dade, and Broward, which is unmatched to all the other bowls. You look at the other bowls, yeah. they don't have the plethora of uh, community events that we do. They're not as tied to the community. They do a big event, which is maybe the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, but we do things throughout the year that you know really affect change and the community and and the cool thing about our community members we all have a passion to serve and i think that's what makes it enjoyable you know the, the give back because you gotta realize none of you guys get a salary everybody is volunteering their time right. even down to when the teams are come here to stand behind a bar and serve them drinks you gotta think you got c c level guys um serving you know, and so to the humility from these individuals, like, is always inspiring. And so, like I said, the Orange Bowl is an amazing organization to be a part of and have the opportunity to be able to lead, I think, is unmatched to a lot of the things I've done in my life. And to be able to do it at the Orange Bowl, a place where I played for the national championship and won it and at Florida State. So, now, like I said, it's come full circle. I'm so honored to even be in this position. I had a lot of help from, you know, a lot of uh, people like Sean Pittman, even gave me, Sean Pittman was the first person that he really pushed me and make me think bigger, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm, he was president, he said, I want you to run for the board, wow. you know, like, I was young, you think I run for the board, he was like, you know, I think you don't realize the light that people see you in, so, yes, yeah, run for the board. And I ran for the board and I won and I was able to get on the board. And that was the first time that I realized that, you know what, I have opportunity in leadership and I have to give thanks to Sean Pittman for that. And Sean has mentored me through this whole process. Um, Al Dawson Jr. has been amazing with just always like letting me know like the right steps to take, um, make sure you're doing these certain things. And so I've had a lot of great mentorship between Sean Pittman, Al Dawson, you know, Jesse Tyson, um, you know, uh, our past president, um, Jeff, last year, Jeff has uh, been amazing. Although he was the president during the pandemic year, um, and he still was very selfless, selfless in um, spending time with me and and making sure that, you know, I was doing the correct things and, you know, and and not even about even by running Orange, being in leadership for Orange Bowl, but um, Jeff was just really great at just making sure that I was being the best Orange Bowl committee member I could be, which I was always very appreciative with Jeff. Um, 
doing that. And um, he will go down as one of the most selfless presidents that we've had here at the Orange Bowl. And I can go on and on talking about the the men and uh, at the Orange Bowl and how they've impacted me on a day to day basis. And so I, I get a I get a, a front seat to see a lot of you know influential individuals you know, how they operate and, you know, how they put Orange Bowl first and how they put other individuals first and how they mentor and, and give back. And so, especially in my arena, it's, it's, it's great because I do it on a daily basis. You know what I mean? I serve a cause that's greater than myself. And to be able to go to another nonprofit that's like, you know, probably one of the most prestigious nonprofits in the no, it was definitely in all of South Florida, but around the country that's well known to get opportunity to learn from a lot of people and, you know, take things from, you know, Sean or take things from Al Dawson or they take things from Jeff or, or even me, me and Eric Pond spent a lot of time, especially when we go out to the ACC championships and you get an opportunity to pick his brain about how he do certain things because he's very meticulous, very detail oriented and and it helps out and just in life in general. You know. So you, it's interesting to me that, you know, where you came from, you and your brother, and also, you know, as I mentioned, Corey Simon, Corey now mm -hmm. runs Volunteer Florida for Correct. the state of Florida. Um, I, I serve on his board. I serve, I oh, just do you? Got, he asked me to serve on the board. So I got appointed oh. by the uh, governor to serve on um, Volunteer Florida board, be one of the commissioners. Um, he's doing an amazing job. I had the opportunity to, you know, really sit back and, see how Corey runs his meetings and how his staff reacts to him. Just so proud of him. Um, like we both come from Pompano. We both come from humbling uh, beginnings. That's, to, that's what I was going to ask you is you guys came from, a, you know, I mean, it was yeah. tough where you guys, what, what made you want to, is that, did you know back then that you'd want to give back? Cause like you said, you have your own charities and, and besides these other things. You know, we had like, you know, for me, I had Mr. Jones. Um, um, I had Mr. Jones, Mr. Leverett. Um, I had some, which is our principal and assistant principal at Eli High School. So I had a lot of great mentors. And for Corey, it was um, Coach Coach Weaver. Um, he, you know, we had a lot of strong men in our lives that really mentored us, really just gave to us, um, you know, and they showed such great humility and they always put us first. So I, we, we always felt that it was important for us to, you know, Zoom uh, some of those leadership qualities that they they gave us, and the thing that sticks that stands out when I see Corey run um, Volunteer Florida, and, and he looks at everything as a partnership. It's not like I'm your boss. Like we 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 work together. We we in it together to see that uh, inclusiveness. That you know, willing to collaborate. It's not about me. Uh, how can I help? You know, you know, these are all the things that comes out of Corey Simon's mouth, which it makes me proud because that's how I operate as well. And and and, and, it, and it, so when I think about it, it goes back to how we was raised. It goes back to honoring the people that paved the way for us, that invested in us, and showed us that you know, in order for to be successful, you have to learn how to work with other people. When you get in the position, you make sure you pull people with you. You know. Um, people got to be willing to run through a wall for you and that's leadership you know um so 
it's, it's just, uh, like I say, I'm just like, every time, you know, I get goosebumps even talking about it right now, like just, I'm being, you know, humble when I, I was asked to be on the board and to serve alongside John Davis, who's uh, head of the lottery. And, you know, John Davis was one of my mentors in college who, who sat me down on his couch many at night. And, you know, when, I, when things weren't going right my freshman year, and I wanted to go home. John Davis was the one that I leaned on and, and, and he taught me out of it. He gave me great advice. So to see all those things come full circle, to see the position that these individuals are in and how they command the room and the leadership qualities they have and that they had when we was in college. And I always say that that team that we had at Florida State, you know, um, Coach Bowden and, and Coach Andrews and you know, Coach Amato and Coach Rick and, and all these individuals that played a part in our lives, like, you know, they really did a good job at going after good men. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at these recruiting processes now, like, and I look at our room, especially the linebacker room, everybody was academic scholars. Like, you didn't just go after the kid that he has a lot of talent, but he has a lot of character flaws. Everybody was, everybody on that team had high character. Mm -hmm. And so whenever we got into tough situations, that character always rose to the occasion, you know? And, and like I said, I get chills thinking about it. And now like we thrive for bad situations. Like I can't remember a situation where the offense turned the ball over and bad and gave us bad field position. Like we were so excited to take the field because we always thought that was a challenge, you know? Yeah. You know, um, and so, but it was the character of those men in the room. And and um, and you see it now, like with Derek Brooks, you see it now with, you know, Sean Hamlet, who's, you know, he was, he was go he's, goes around the country, open up a lot of the Jersey mics and the leadership that he has. And, you know, he was my classmate, the correspondents, I would volunteer Florida, John Davis, um, and the list goes but, on. Yeah, the guys that came after you, Peter Bowler, Chris Peter Hope. Bowler. I mean, there's so many, so many guys that have done great things. Andre Wadsworth, like these guys are all field level guys. And our leadership is all the same. How can I help? You know, you call these guys and, and no, this is no exaggeration. Before we get off the phone, is there anything I can do for you? How can I help? And and that's the spirit that we all share. You know, and I think that's, you know, it's amazing that to this day you still have those same conversations. Mm -hmm. How can I help? You know, is there anything I can do for you? You know, so so it's no wonder that a lot of us in the, are in the position that we're in because we've had amazing mentorship. We had we, we were surrounded by great leaders in Coach Bowden, and uh, Mickey and Andrews, and Chuck Amato's. Uh, you know, God, man, uh, the Coach Scott. You know, the, the guys that was just you know, there like even to this day, like Odell is still there when Odell came back to it was like juniors in, in college. The see Odell is still around. Odell had those. To Odell, Coach, Coach Higgins has that leadership quality and to take charge. You know, we're never out of it. You know, so I, I'm hoping you know that we get back to that. And I think it goes back to the kid. What are you looking for? You know, um, 
I'm excited about the coach that we have there now. I had an opportunity to meet and talk with him at the ACC Championship um, uh, Awards night. I'm excited about the direction he's going in. I'm excited about his leadership qualities. I'm excited about him changing the culture there and, and understanding that it's going to take time. And he's doing what he has to do to get the right kids in, in, in the organization that you can be proud of, you know, because um, they are a representation of not just the past players, but the current university and so i'm just extremely excited about the future um you know um i think you know give us a couple of years and hopefully by the time i'm president you know we'll be in the we'll be in the national championship game well i see it i you know that'll just be the icing on the cake for me um but um like i say especially with the guys i'm getting back to core and you know his leadership is unmatched and and i'm just like i said i'm fortunate enough i'm fortunate to have a front row seat as being one of his um, elected board members to, to see the, his process and, and you know, what he's doing, so. One of the, you know, the thing, when you talk about those teams and the players you guys were able to bring in in the 90s, um, yeah. well, starting in the late 80s and then going to the 90s, is, you know, they, were get, they could get the best of the best. You know, they, sure. they didn't have to just get good athletes who had character problems or, you know, smart kids that weren't athletic enough. But, you know, right now, Florida State is kind of in the place where they can't get the best of the best. The kids who are the best athletes who also are very smart and also have high character, you know, it's hard for a school like Florida State to get those types of players. So so it seems like, you know, as a coaching staff right now, they have to kind of make it work with what they can get. Um, so and I know you, you, you are passionate. You, you know, you watch every game and you're passionate about the team. Um, how, how long of a process can that be? And, and can people be patient? Can you as a former player be patient knowing that, you know, they probably don't have all the quality of players right now that they need to have? You know, I think the cool thing about sports and for me is like, I really enjoy the process, man. You know, I speak to my son about this all the time right now. You got to fall in love with this process. And I think it's not always the top rated guy, you know, or, you know, it's that two or three star that you might have to develop that might take mm -hmm. a year. Let's not forget, like Peter Bowe or Red Shirt. Jose Wazirf was a walk on. Right. You know, man, Shevin Smith was a walk on. Like a lot of, I mean, you mix, man, you don't get, you always, we always don't get our five, like five star guys. Right. It's those guys like the Tar Reballs that, I was highly rated, you know, I didn't even know who Todd Reball was, you know what I mean? Like I met him in camp in the Florida Georgia game, but Travis Sherman, I, you know, you know, you you find those guys like that, the undersized guy that everybody is not really that high on, that, you know, Todd Reball came in and had you know, Bobby Bowen wrote about, of course Bowen wrote about me in his book, Todd Reball ended up starting as a true freshman. Mm -hmm. and here I am, red shirt. We need to find those guys. Right. You need the top reballs of the world. Like we need to uh, Andre Wilder for the world. We need the Peter Bowers. You know, we don't have to get the top guys, but what we do have to do is we have to do a good job at uh, of, uh, working with them and turn them into the players that we want them to be. See, I think what we've gotten, and not just Florida State, but just a lot of organizations that we we've gotten spoiled like we want the ready-made guy we don't want to invest the time and you know 
and build these kids up. Man, you have to really get these kids in here. You got to mold them to what you want. It's there, but we just got to be willing to, you know, go through that process with them. And I think that's what we have right now in the process. You know, we can we can go into the portal and get some guys that want to transfer out that can probably help us right now. They give us a buy for the time to bring the guys along that, you know, probably need a year or two to develop their body, but a high character, you know. I think the approach is different. If we want to build something that's sustainable, like how we did throughout the years, like, I mean, Sam Cowell reassured it. Like, I mean, say we had guys that, you know, that, you know, you got to come in and you have to work with them. And the problem is everyone sees the end results and they think that, oh, that guy was a five-star. No, nah, he wasn't a damn five-star. Like, you know, we work with them and, and we turned him into that. The culture changed him. Like he bought in. You know, but you, but you, when you, when you step foot on campus, and I know when Zach was already here, but like there was an expectation. I'm guessing when you walked in, you knew how to handle yourself. I mean, they made it clear how you had to handle yourself, right? I mean, like that culture part, because I think people sometimes they don't know what culture means. Can you can you sense that when you come into a program that okay, this is how things are done? You can sense it. You can sense it when you have strong leaders in there. You have strong character, high character guys in it. This is how we do, this is how we go about our business. And you got to have that no matter what. You could be 0 and 12, but you, but our leadership is so, you know, strong and so tight. Eventually it was turning to wins. It's turning to wins. And, 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 and a lot of times the ones that's really changing the culture, they might not be there to see it change. Mm-hmm. And ones that two or three years under them that they've helped mold them and they will come back and through those guys, they'll see a lot of the works that they've done. And um, I think that's what we're doing now. You know, I, I, I had dinner with um, the new AD two weeks ago. We had the ACC one conference here in Miami. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about it and I, and I just talked to him about the process and, and you know, what being patient. You know, because for me, I got to, you know, I got to, you know, playing this game. I see things look different. So I'm able to pick up on some of the small things that probably most people don't pick up on. And, you know, as the season went on, we got better and better. Like, you know, in the beginning, we started off great against Notre Dame. Then we had a letdown the following week, you know, because when things are not a habit yet, you don't have the ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But towards the end of the year, you saw things become more of a habit. So you start seeing more consistency. The defense uh, not having as many like you know mental breakdowns and you know so we got stronger as, as the year went on. The play got better, so I'm excited to see that how that growth continues uh, next uh, this year coming or even in spring practice. And I think even spring practice got to be more competitive. I think spring practice is turning more into a showcase. So uh, I think we need to get back to. Competing like you can when I play, you can lose your job in spring practice. No mm-hmm. one was like walking around not practicing because they're they feel like their position is like lock and key. Nah, we didn't do that. I mean, you competed like everyone was competing for that job, mm-hmm. and I think you have to really turn spring practice back into a competitive process versus a showcase. Like we are here trying to figure out who we're going to war with next year. 
And you know what? And the next man up got to be a, a half a step off from that the, the head guy. And we don't care who you are. We don't care what your stars are. And like when I came in, I'm, I would have been a five star. And Tariq would have been a two, three star. And he outplayed me because he his, his work, ethic, work ethic was better. He had better knowledge of the game. He was a better football player than me at that time. Mm-hmm. But I had more hype than he had. So we don't care about your stars. You know, we we trying to build a program here. And we care about who who is executing at the highest level right now. That's that's who's going to play. And I think you start, we get back to creating an environment, which I think we are. Um, I think we're going to see a major change. Awesome. The, uh, you know, it's when you were saying that about how competitive spring practice was, the first thing I thought of was I actually just heard uh, Coach Norvell say a couple of weeks ago that this was going to be, he was looking forward to this spring because now they finally have, you know, enough guys in, enough guys, you know, they've done enough with the roster that this is going to be their most competitive spring since he's been here. And, uh, you know, that, that sounds like that's what you need to do uh, to kind of put things into place for this fall. So it should be exciting. And, it's going to be a great schedule. They got LSU over in uh, New Orleans, which is going to be fun, and some other big time games. So, um, like you said, they got a couple more years to your uh, running the Orange Bowl committee. And uh, yep. maybe by then uh, they'll be rolling as well. So, yeah, Terry goes Norville. Listen, man, um, three years or 25 with natural champions being South Florida. I need him, you know, put that on his calendar. Destination. <laughs> I'm telling you, listen, put that on the destination. I need you in Miami with a national championship. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. Well, thanks, Henry. I appreciate your time, man, as always. And uh, best to you and your family and Zach and, um, you know, everybody down in South Florida. And hopefully uh, we'll see you guys soon. All right. Thank you so much, man, for having me. I really appreciate you reaching out. I want to do this uh, and speak with me about this and and get my point of view of what the Orange Bowl means to me and and getting it from both sides. So I just really thank you for taking the time and War Chant for really you know, reaching out, you guys has always been a blessing, and not just to uh, Florida State, but to me as well. So thank you, man. Thanks, man. Congratulations on all you guys do. Um, I just want to throw one more thing about those parks. You mentioned them earlier. Uh, yes. I have seen them in the in the communities you guys have done them in is amazing. You you've gone into these uh, really you know communities that don't have a lot, and you've done a lot for them. So we appreciate what you guys do as well. Thanks a lot, Henry. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Ira. Have a good day, bud.